Hey now, everybody. Happy 2024. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome to the Friends Indeed podcast, first episode of this new year. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader, Executive Director here at Friends Indeed. So glad you could uh, join us for the show today. Uh, I'm recording on Friday, January 12th, 2024, uh, and that will uh, relate to uh, the topic we're talking about today, uh, which is the reopening of our bad weather shelter. Uh, But before, just to remind everyone, friends, indeed, uh, we are uh, an organization, nonprofit, uh, interfaith uh, that provides uh, supportive services to meet basic human needs. So our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness um, and insecurity and vulnerability uh, can rebuild their lives. And our mission is all about compassion, dignity, connection, love. And we have really missed not being able to uh, host the bad weather shelter. So for those that don't know, uh, for 35 years, uh, we, uh, since 1988, hosted the shelter, ran the shelter in partnership uh, and support with the city of Pasadena, and it was located at the Covenant Church. And since uh, covid Uh, we have not uh, been able to have the congregant shelter. Um, First, because uh, of COVID restrictions, we just weren't able to um, accommodate those. Uh, And then we were really struggling to find a a new location since Covenant Church uh, wasn't able to to host us uh, any longer. So we spent a lot of time, us uh, and the city, of Pasadena, trying to uh, locate a new space. And there uh, really are are three major components to what a a new space uh, required. First is it had to have the uh, logistics of what we needed, a large uh, gym area for the actual cots and sleeping, a kitchen uh, to provide the food and the meals, um, preparation and cleanup, bathrooms, um, access to those, and um, that's, that's one component. The second is location. Uh, we really need to be uh, in a central part of Pasadena. Um, Covenant Church is on Lake Avenue and um, was near the metro, near bus stops, and uh, just a central location to where our folks uh, might already be. And so we couldn't put it too far east, too far west, too far north uh, of Pasadena, uh, central Pasadena. And finally, the last component, uh, which perhaps is the one that uh, drives the other two, is needing a congregation that that is supportive of doing this uh, this work, Uh, a pastor and a congregation uh, and community that is uh, willing, uh, able, and hopefully, you know, really passionate about hosting uh, a bad weather shelter and all that that uh, entails for the winter months. So we are really, really thrilled that after this much time of looking and uh, seeking that we have uh, landed uh, in, a, in a new spot And I'm really proud to say that uh, this season and going forward, we're going to be at Trinity Lutheran Church, 
which is on Walnut, uh, just east of Lake. So it's a great location. They have a really good space, almost identical to what we had before in terms of uh, size and uh, the accommodations we need. And they have that most important component, which is a very supportive pastor and church council and congregation who really believe uh, in the mission and uh, believe uh, in this work. So um, we are having our first night uh, of this new season on Monday, January 15th, which, uh, as you'll hear in my conversation, um, it's fitting that it's Martin Luther King uh, Day, Martin Luther King Weekend. So I'm really glad uh, and honored to uh, bring on to the show uh, Pastor Sharon Richter, who is uh, uh, the pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church, and I was grateful she was willing to talk to me. Uh, we, we communicated on Zoom, and I'm just grateful to welcome her to the show. So, Pastor Richter, I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to, to join uh, uh, the show today. Um, and we're really grateful uh, that your church uh, is, is going to be uh, the new host uh, of the uh, and location of the Bad Weather Shelter uh, this season and going forward. So maybe just tell us a little about yourself and your path and, and how, you, how, you, how you came uh, into this role. Sure. Um, I actually come to pastoring quite late. I have, I've only been a pastor for five years, so I had a long career in writing and editing and also in translating. I translate Chinese to English, mostly in technical fields. So wow. I still do that, but that's sort of avocational right now. And uh, uh, my father and my uh, uncle and uh, my son, they're all pastors and I sort of, I, I felt like I was being called for a long time. And I always said, well, I'm too old, but now I'm even older. And, you know, God is nothing <laughs> if not persistent. So finally, eventually, I decided I would go ahead and follow in their footsteps. And my son, he loves to say I followed in his footsteps. <laughs> uh, kind of true. It's kind yeah. of Yeah. And it's, um, that's really interesting. Um just as an aside, did, did you live in China? or I you... lived in Taiwan for a year. I studied Chinese mostly. Uh, I was uh, an anthropology student in college and in graduate school. And I was preparing to do a PhD in anthropology with a specialty in China. But I was married at that time, and I sort of got burned out. And I decided I would I would do the translation because I had like six years of Chinese and and a year in Taiwan, um, and then I was ready to have kids. So my son is my dissertation, I guess. <laughs> so is it Mandarin that that you? Yes, you, Mandarin. Yeah. So I will say, also as an aside, a very large percentage of our food pantry clients are elderly Chinese uh, people, uh, most of whom speak zero English. So if you ever want to volunteer up here. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we have our own food bank on Saturdays, and uh, that's true for us as well. Some of them are Cantonese speakers, but most of them are Mandarin speakers. And on the days that I help out there, which is about every other week, I, I am sometimes able to be helpful to them. Yes. But my, my speaking ability is actually rather limited because it's been so long since I, you know, actually spent a lot of time um, speaking Chinese. But I translate, you know, I, I read it and I and uh, 
So that's that's the uh, facility that I have is mostly uh, translation, not not. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll keep that in mind also. Um, so tell me, uh, is, is Trinity your first your first uh, a post? Well, it's my first post as an ordained pastor, but I served for a year in uh, at Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Santa Monica as what they call a vicar. That's sort of a pastor in training. Um, and then uh, in my second or th and third year of seminary, I served two little churches in uh, north central Pennsylvania as I was I did all this, the pastor things except I wasn't permitted to do communion yet because I wasn't ordained, mm -hmm. but I did all mm -hmm. the other things. So, yeah. So, um, so you came to Trinity. Are you from this area or are you from back East? I grew up in Los Angeles. I was actually grew up in Southgate. I went to Southgate high school and Southgate junior high. And I went to Cal state long beach. Um, and so, you know, my background, my roots are here. But for most yeah. of my married life, we lived in uh, Philadelphia or central Pennsylvania. So then once my husband was ready to retire, we came back here because Fantastic. we like it. We like the weather. <laughs> yeah, a lot better than Philadelphia. I feel at home here. Especially today and this kind of week. Um, so wonderful. So tell um, tell me about your church, about Trinity Lutherans. Sure. Of its history and, and you know, uh, its mission. Well, Trinity's been here since 1903. Um, and it's not been in this building that entire time. Uh, this building was built in 19, I think, 26. I'm not, I can't remember exactly. But, um, it, you know, it was a, a very large congregation in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And then, like most churches, it has uh, dwindled, you know, especially since... Uh, since 2000 or so, and that's true for Christian churches all over the country. Even the evangelicals are shrinking somewhat. So it's going through that. Um, so it's, I would call it a small congregation right now, but we have a big property. So um, we're called uh, both, you know, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, all of us, the Abrahamic faiths, we're all called in our scriptures to serve the poor, uh, and the dispossessed and, and uh, the oppressed. And so the way we can best do it now is not so much with our congregation uh, volunteering, because we have so few people, but and not so much with money, because we don't have all that much of that. But we have a big property, and so we decided that the best way we could serve our mission, uh, which is to to serve the homeless and the poor, um, and the dispossessed is to use our property for for the best advantage. So we um, we have a couple of different ministries. We have a safe parking program, uh, which is done in collaboration with Foothill Unity Center. They do the case management, and we have people that park on our property uh, that are living in their vehicles, and we provide bathrooms and that sort of thing. And then, of course, when this opportunity yeah. to host the shelter came up. We had a long discussion about whether we could manage to do it. Uh, and of course, we couldn't do it without your help. Uh, so it's a collaboration with Friends Indeed that you you guys will be running it. And we are hosting it. And uh, we had to do quite a number of upgrades. And the city is going to help us upgrade some of our facilities to meet their codes. Um, but we thought this is something that we can actually do. and uh, And so that's why we're doing it. It's fantastic. So you mentioned you have a food bank also 
You yes. have a you have a tell me about about your pantry. Well, it's rather actually rather small. I think um, I, I find this out when I go to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank uh, every year, and I see see uh, food banks that are serving hundreds of families every week, and I go, "Wow, um, we we operated out of the end of our social hall." So I mean, we could be big if we made our whole fellowship hall into a food bank pantry. But um, we we decided that we're going to use it for this shelter instead. So we're going to probably stay small. We serve about 25 to 30 families a week. Uh, during the pandemic, that went up to about 65, and we were delivering food boxes to seniors and that kind of thing. But it's, it's relatively small. Um, but it's something, it's one of the oldest food banks in Los Angeles, we're told, so uh, so we're quite proud of that. And it is something that we can still do with our small base of volunteers. Um, yeah, every yeah. Saturday yeah. at uh, at uh, 11 o'clock, 11 mm -hmm. to 1. Great. That's great. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really excited. Uh, you know, we have, we've been running uh, the Bad Weather Shelter uh, since 1988. And... Mm -hmm. All of those years, uh, it was at the, the Covenant Church on, on Lake, um, uh, which was a great uh, relationship. And, and when COVID happened, we had to not uh, not do that, uh, weren't able to do that. Uh, and then, you know, looking for a congregation uh, that was, uh, you know, there's three co components that were kind of necessary to, to make a shelter happen. One is... Um, logistics that you know is there the space uh needing uh, room for the actual shelter and and food uh and bathrooms and enough space to, for our stuff and and your your church has that uh which is fantastic um you know location is important we we, we the shelter needed to be in a place where it's pretty central uh to where our population kind of is already and make it easy to, to get there, which is also your, your church uh, did was, and really perhaps the, the most challenging or, and most important was um, the willingness of, of the community mm -hmm. and the ability to, uh, you know, uh, uh, have a spirit that says we want to do this uh, and has, mm -hmm. I assume you have a, Council or a board uh, of lay people. Uh, I know it has different yes. names in different, but they were obviously supportive of doing yes. this. Um, can can you, without disclosing anything, what, what were those conversations like um, in, in describing this and their reactions? Um, the council has been one hundred percent supportive. We've been. Um, uh, we worked through some of these uh, the the issues you might suppose would come up uh, with our safe parking program because that's been offered for the last two and a half almost three years now, and so some of the questions that arose is uh, does this mean we're going to have a lot of homeless people hanging out on our property? Does this mean that uh, that maybe some of our elderly people might uh, be afraid to walk through the parking lot? Does this mean it's you know things like that? And um, the safe parking program is uh, the the folks that are in it are relatively stable, and uh, most of them are employed, and uh, they're they're being helped to find housing. 
And so we work through those, you know, things that scare people in their imaginations uh, through that program. And by the time we were ready to think about this shelter, uh, those questions for the most part weren't a, a barrier. They still arise. Uh, there are still people who worry about those things. But uh, Friends Indeed has been really helpful in uh, figuring out ways that we can uh, address those issues uh, to uh, to allay people's um, uh, fears, which are some sometimes reasonable fears, sometimes unreasonable fears, but nevertheless, to work through those things so that we can assure people. And really, it wasn't a hard sell at this point. Um, Trinity has a history of being, uh, uh, you know, sort of, a, this is like the third iteration of some kind of shelter on our property. Uh, the first one was many years ago, about probably 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. And there were some issues at that time. We had people set fire on the you know, to our our sign. Uh, we had a porta potty. Somebody set fire to that. All these things are scary things. Um, yeah. But uh, and then there was a, a another shelter that was uh, run by Lutheran Social Services for a while, and uh, those didn't pose you know post many problems. And uh, but uh, but now it's twenty years later, so it's a it's a whole new yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, the other. I should say the fourth, there is a fourth aspect uh, to being able to do this, and that is the surrounding neighborhood uh, and the neighbors. Um, and, you know, this was, Trinity is a little different uh, uh, than where we were uh, at Covenant, which was um, a little more of a commercial, you know, right on Lake. Uh, and, uh, you know, the the, the housing, the, the residence, residential was, you know, further down the block. Um but uh, without, you know, any businesses. And we were right next to the fire station, which, which added some security. But, you know, your, your church uh, is it's on Walnut, so it's, you know, a fairly busy street. But, you know, th there are na clearly neighbors, uh, businesses and, and residents. So, um, you know, we, we had meetings, uh, open meetings uh, yeah. that the city ran. Um, yeah. But I'm curious, uh, you know... And some folks did come to the city council, which, you know, we were both at and heard heard some of their their complaints uh, and their concerns. Um, have you heard anything else? Did you hear stuff about the safe parking or about the the, no. the, the pantry? No, we at operated the safe parking for, uh, like I said, uh, close to three years. And we've not received a single complaint from anybody. To my knowledge, most people didn't even know that we had it. Um, there were, you know, very few incidents of any kind that, and certainly nothing notable that would, would alarm people. Um, and for the food pantry, we, we have had folks, uh, in the past, not since I've been here, but in the past who, um, have complained about folks lining up for the food pantry, but I think every food pantry gets that, um, you know, you you have to, you do the best you can at crowd management and uh, and clean up after if people leave things lying around. And uh, so far, so good. And uh, since I've been here, we haven't had any issues with the food pantry either. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I really, you know, we really appreciate it. And uh, I, I should have said at the outset, well, I that you know the the pantry is opening. I mean, sorry, the shelter is opening. Um, 
uh, for this season for the first time uh, on January 15th, which is coming up uh, on on Monday. Um, and in reflecting on that, uh, in, in thinking about this uh, conversation and some of the uh, weekly writing that I do, you know, uh, Monday happens to be Martin Luther King uh, Day. So, you know, I, 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 I found it I think that's, that's symbolic, very, yeah. very fitting. Um, so I thought maybe we would, you know, close uh, with, you know, either your relationship to, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, from, from the biblical perspective, but, you know, your, your faith moving you to, 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 to really uh, support this and, and believe in this uh, and, and in helping those. Um, you know, because, you know, I think a lot of religions, religious uh, leaders and congregations would, in theory, support this, you know, uh, but in practice, we know it's often harder to put, uh, you know, the prayers and uh, the spirits uh, into, into practice, um, you know, and there, there is a famous story uh, of, of uh, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, who's a great uh, theologian uh, of the 20th century, um, marched uh, with Dr. King in Selma. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was a very bold move. Uh, uh, you know, um, it, it was not necessarily received well by the organized Jewish community. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but he came back from that, Rabbi Heschel, and with this famous quote that has, you know, different iterations now that it's uh, uh, so many years later that was basically saying, I felt as if my legs were praying, you know, on that on that march. So how how is your faith and, and anything about Dr. King and your 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 sense of justice that emerges from your from your faith? You know, how how, how does how do you share that? That's a really big question. That's a really big question. Yeah, that'll be the final, uh, the I, final easy know, question for last. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have to come and hear some of my sermons, I guess. I actually yes, got one yes. person not long ago who who said, uh, "You preach about social justice all the time. I'm getting tired of that." And I'm like, "Well, okay, uh, maybe I'll yeah. I'll dial it back a little bit." But but this is this is the most important thing. This is uh, what Jesus preached about constantly. Constantly, you know, it wasn't about uh, uh, private individual rights. It was about helping other people in 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 the larger community. It was about community and helping people that that were that needed the most. I always go back to the Beatitudes. Uh, you know, it starts with "Blessed are the poor," and um, and I for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven starts here. And this is not just a Christian ideal. This is a Jewish ideal as well, and a Muslim ideal. The kingdom of God starts with us, with what we can do and what we what we do do, you know, what we we go out there and, and we help other people with our hands um, and our feet and our heart and, you know, and we do the best we can. And we can't help everybody. We have to forgive ourselves for that. But we can help this person or that person. We can yeah. do what little each of us can do, um, and uh, on our and I feel that we are called to do that. So, yeah, that's that's a beautiful way way to end. Um, so, uh, Pastor Richter, we are just really grateful um, uh, after three years uh, to be able to 
uh, not only uh, be able to open the shelter, but um, you know, to to have found uh, a new location uh, with you know, a dedicated leadership like yourself and your and your council and your congregation. Um, so we're really uh, uh, you know uh, honored to be able to be there, and you know we will we will be ready to go on on January fifteenth on Monday, and uh, look okay. forward to seeing you and, and you know your your congregants who have already been so helpful and so engaged uh and you know to to be a part of of what we're doing to help those uh, most in need during these uh these uh cold and and wet months thank you thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having me so i'm really grateful uh, to pastor richter uh, for joining the show and uh, spending some time talking about uh, her life and uh, her path and that of her, her congregation, uh, Trinity Lutheran, who are now um, the hosts of the Bad Weather Shelter. So again, it is going to open on Monday, January 15th. And uh, just for the schedule, it will be open uh, every Monday, regardless of the weather. Uh, thanks uh, to the Azusa Pacific uh, nursing students who are going to be there as they have for many seasons um, each and every Monday. And then it will be weather activated uh, as normal, which means it's 40 degrees or below forecast or 40% chance of rain or significant uh, wind. So if you want to uh, volunteer, I think there are still some opportunities. Uh, just reach out to our new director, Laura Van Alstein. Uh, you can reach her via email, lauraV at friendsindeedpas.org. So thanks for listening. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Friends Indeed podcast. So great to be back with you in this new year. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please uh, share it with friends and family. And if you want to learn more about what we do, uh, we are all over social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can sign up for my weekly email uh, on our website, friendsindeedpas.org. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. And uh, we'll see you again soon.